Well, in the last few weeks, the zoos around our great state opened their doors and the images of people lining up to get in was just beautiful. We certainly missed going to the zoo. It's hard to believe that when the doors shut on March 25, it was actually the first time in Adelaide Zoo's 137-year history that... This site was closed for more than one day. Isn't that amazing? But the gates are open and we're loving it and it's perfect timing for school holidays. Elaine Benstead has been the Chief Executive of Zoos South Australia since September 2012. What a great job she's got. And she joins us on the line. Elaine, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Jade. And it's absolutely wonderful to see visitors back. Isn't it just? Did you... I watched the news and I just saw all these cars lined up at Monato Zoo and they just couldn't wait to get in. What a brilliant day that would have been for you and your team. Look, it absolutely was. It was it's, it's been an incredibly long three months. I said it feels like about three years um, yeah. because, as you said in your intro... Um, we hadn't ever had to, to close the doors like that. So I think there's been, well, there was one day in 2016 we closed just for one day. So for Adelaide, it was 89 days of closure and Monato Safari Park was 96 days. So, yes, I was very relieved to cut that horrible side off that said we're closed until <laughs> further notice. But even better was just watching the sheer joy and particularly for, for some of our annual members, they... Literally, they were in tears of, of joy because they had missed the place so much. And, um, you know, for some of them, the zoo is such a, an area of, of, of respite. I was talking to one of our members who comes in every week with her adult son who, who has the, he's on the autism spectrum. And she said that's their one thing they look forward to every single week and they weren't able to do that. So, oh, wow. you know, just seeing that sort of joy and, and just knowing what how important the zoo is for so many people, it was absolutely lovely. Oh, that's really special. That's, that's so, a and, really And then the little boy got me in tears who, who brought oh. a, a beautiful bunch of flowers and uh, he said they were for, in honour of Brutus too, that lovely Noel Hippo who sadly passed away while we were closed mm. and he wanted to lay some flowers on the... On the Bruce's Memorial Park. Oh, that's so. sweet. There were some just lovely stories. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, now you can have a 1,000 visitors per day at each zoo under the current restrictions. What what has the public response been like? That's one just beautiful story, but are you getting those thousands of people through the doors? Absolutely. So we're doing online booking mm-hmm. um, because the well, two reasons. One, it helps us manage the numbers, um, but also it's... Um, so that if, heaven forbid, we had to do any um, contact tracing, yes. uh, we've got contact details that we can share with SA Health. So, yeah, we've been working really closely with SA Health for, or actually since May, um, about our plans for reopening because we do take large numbers of people, but we're also, we are outside. Mm. Um, so it's just about managing, you know, the entry points and um, where we see there might be the larger groups of people. How do we keep reinforcing the social distancing? So we're doing, you know, hourly PA calls. And, you know, I've just actually been out for a walk this morning and people, are, visitors are so good and you just sort of remind them about the social distancing and then they see little Nolene, our baby giraffe, and they completely forget. <laughs> the excitement takes over and they want to rush to get the best spot to, to view her. So um, that's going to be something that we really need to continually work with our visitors just oh, to, um, yes. to reinforce. Uh, and I've got a little note here from Josh saying that you've had a uh, you've had a bit of a uh, drama earlier this morning. So your your job covers all sorts, doesn't it? Including finding lost children. <laughs> yeah, I was saying to Josh, it's, it's really sad to actually um, say I was so thrilled to get a lost child because <laughs> oh. we haven't had one for three and a half months. Um, yeah, we're back to normal. Looking for lost children. Um, you know, we uh, we we 
pride ourselves, we, we describe as lost parents. The children always know where they are. Um, it's just about reuniting them. So it's all yeah. hands on deck. We go and um, make sure we, we do the, the reunion. Oh. We did within two and was the little darling near the uh, the giraffe, the new giraffe? No, no, in the, um, the playground area. Of so. course. Yes, oh, hey, I reckon every parent's been there, done that. I know I have. Um, At Craig... least they weren't dressed in a Spider-Man outfit. We do always laugh. I think it was uh, one of our first Boo at the Zoo events that we run our Halloween event and yeah. a radio call came out to, to look for a lost child and they were described oh, and... as wearing a, a Spider-Man outfit. And I looked around and I could see about five little Spider-Men. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, uh, that was a bit of a challenge. Yes, so, so. and probably four years old because that's the exact age that they all want to run around. Um, I've got Craig from Salisbury East who's called in. He's got a question to us. You. Go ahead, Craig. Sure. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're good. Thanks for joining the program. You've got a question for it's Elaine? Yes, it's lovely to hear you back on the radio, Jade. Oh, um, thanks, mate. My daughter bought me a ticket to feed the lions, um, and I'm just wondering because it had a, a use-by date on it. Yeah, look, um, we, we, we've we been honouring anyone who's the same way we suspended our memberships and just basically we were closed for three months, so we've added three months to um, everybody's memberships automatically. They don't need to do anything. But anyone who has a voucher for Alliance 360 or any of our other experiences or for a day ticket, just give my staff a phone call and they will look after you. We, we understand oh, yeah. these things. Yeah, it's nobody's fault. Yeah. We will make sure that yeah. you get in. Yeah, because I was very excited. It's the best thing she's ever bought me. What a great oh, well, gift. That's great to hear. And I tell you what, now's the, it's the best time ever, Craig, to go and see the lions because you've got four absolutely gorgeous little lion cubs. I am going to try and get up there either this weekend or in a fortnight. Excellent. I'd, I'd, I'd say if you're going to get in this weekend, get in quick because uh, with the limited numbers and with those lion cubs, the spots book out very, very quickly, especially during school holidays. Oh, yeah, they will too. All right, I might wait till after school holidays, but, yeah, no, I can't wait. Can't wait. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Craig. So what's when he mentions there that he's got a ticket for the Lions, what does that actually mean? Do you get a special experience with them? Yeah, so look, we've got a couple of experiences, uh, behind-the-scenes experiences that people can book. There's two with the lions at Monato. At the moment, we've got a hold on all of our animal experiences with the exception of Lions 360. And that's only because they are up-close encounters mm -hmm. and it means that um, we couldn't run them without our staff being closer than the 1.5 metres. And so for those that we can't um, do social distancing, we're not running them. But Lions 360 is a little bit different at Monato because it's really large, basically reversing the whole concept of a zoo. The people are in the cage, the lions are all around you, over the top of you, <laughs> wherever they, they choose to be. And we are running that one because it's so large and it's outside, but it is with limited numbers. And so, again, we're really encouraging people to book. And we can't promise that the lion cubs will come over for the Lions 360 experience, although I think every day last week they did. Oh, how um, small are they? They they look they look quite sort of like a uh, about a six month old Labrador puppy would oh, be my cute. quick description. Oh. Um, but when you see them next to their big male lions, they look tiny. But they're really playful and, and have no fear whatsoever of, of the adult lions, and uh, they're very inquisitive. But they are just like um, most little cats in that there's either full on play or mm. collapse asleep. Oh, how beautiful. We're talking to Elaine, CEO of Zoos SA. How did the animals react while the zoos and, you know, Adelaide Zoo and also Monato Safari Park were closed? 
Look, it was really, really interesting, Jade, because, I mean, we, we monitor our animals um, for welfare all the time. So we, we, we And what we're doing is watching behaviour, and we've got a fabulous group of our volunteers called the Zoo Watch Group who will keep a lot of scientific data, and, and they're, they're watching behaviours, and from the behaviours they see we do an interpretation that they're missing visitors. I guess in a more scientific sense, you'd say they're missing the presence of, of the environmental stimulus that they see and by having lots of different people, lots of sounds, lots of colours, lots of different smells. And we certainly noticed that. I mean, I saw that um, very, very clearly, but there is research that's been done. Obviously, zoos around the world were closed. Meerkats, definitely. Um, the giraffe, the sea lions here were definitely missing people. Cecil the emu, I mean, he was almost desperately running up to you. The same with our otters. Lances. But also some of the birds, like parrots, really missed. They get a lot of enrichment from viewing and engaging with the visitors, our chimps at Monato. So, yeah, a lot of our animals missed that environmental stimulus. And I've got to say, my keeping staff, just went over and above to try and I guess recreate that, including dressing up different people every now and then. They were singing songs, we doing all sorts of things just to make sure that the animals got that enrichment. And what happens if they didn't get that? Can they get into a bit of a depressed state and, you know, sleep all day or yeah, was it really Yeah, right. Okay. So that's the sort of thing that we're monitoring. So we, we monitor if they go off their food, they become more retiring, they start pacing. So a whole range of different behaviours that you can see. And I guess it's a bit the same with humans that, you know, for, for introverts, they probably didn't mind being locked up. Yeah. <laughs> Some extroverts have found it really, really hard. And yet you look at um, Fernie, our giant panda, our female, she quite liked the tranquility, I think. <laughs> seen quite regularly just snoozing in a tree so you know animals are no different to humans that they have responded differently and we've had to uh, do different things to make sure that uh, their welfare and their care is really kept up and my staff have just been fabulous at doing that oh and how bless wang wang and funi we were so hoping that there might be a little munchkin at the end of all of this but she's just so not into him is she oh well um <laughs> Look, the reality is, and and, and you can't force love. You know, well, we use science, and when it's artificial insemination, it probably doesn't make too much difference. But we've, of course, not in breeding season. They only, um, she only comes into season once a year, and that's in spring. Mm -hmm. So unlike Hong Kong, um, where their giant pandas actually did mate during their close down for the first time, oh, um, right. that was because it was in their breeding season. Okay. Ours isn't. We okay. have to wait until spring. So we we'll move on. We'll wait and see. <laughs> and how have they responded to visitors again? Oh, look, um, I was actually watching the panda talk, the keeper talk this morning, and um, Wong Wong was quite active. He was sort of showing off, I think, to the crowd. He was doing a bit of uh, posing for photos. Trini was sound asleep on her favourite rock, so... <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> if you've got any questions about the reopening of Adelaide Zoo or Monato Safari Park, you can call me and Elaine on the line now, 8223 0000. Now, I know you undertake research to monitor animal behaviour. You just spoke to us a little bit more then. I mean, do you, will you, re will you allow us to know about that research or, or is that made public or do you just work on that internally? Look, we work on it internally, but our, our vets do are involved in a whole lot of formal research programs. Sadly, because when we were shut down, um, we also had to stop our volunteers coming in, and they undertake a lot of our um, observation work. 
but we we really reduced to minimal staffing because we weren't getting any revenue in. Mm. But we are working with zoos around the world. So there will be formal research papers that will be published um, around the world on just how different animals have responded. But we, I know last um, Science Week, it was August, I think normally Science Week is, um, we did some public talks and one of them was about the research that we do at the zoo and we'll be involved in Science Week. I think they're doing it online version, webinars, etc. But we will definitely share some of that, that research. Now, it is the school holidays. What can people look forward to when visiting the zoo during the school holidays? And what's the best way to experience the zoo and, and the safari park? Well, the number one thing I would stress to people is book online. And it's such a new thing for us, um, and especially for our annual members, who, of course, have paid their membership so they can come and visit us for free. But even for our members, we are saying they need to book a spot and that's just so that we can monitor the numbers and have that contact tracing in place. So uh, number one message is book to reserve. I'd encourage people to check our website. They can um, sort of prepare for the visit. You can see... We've just lost Elaine, which is not bad timing because we're going to take a very... Oh, we just lost you. Sorry, you dropped out. But, Elaine, we're going to take a very, very short break. And coming up afterwards, Elaine from Zoos SA is going to share some really exciting new news that's happening at the zoos here in South Australia. Catch power players Hamish Hartlett and Dan Houston each week on 5AA Breakfast with David and Will. Get the lowdown from the power as this unique AFL season plays out. Thanks to PureTap. Get a PureTap from $49 up front on a payment plan. T's and C's at puretap.com.au. Why did you choose Lifestyle SA? You're allowed to have pets. You can have dogs or cats, a variety of pets, and it's just lovely to be able to take them out, and it's also a way of meeting other people. I um, was looking at another place and as soon as they said no pets that, that was out. Absolutely. And that's one of the good things about here. Do it now. Contact Roxanne and organise a tour. LifestyleSA.com.au If you've been feeling a little closed in, taking one step at a time can lead to a more positive state of mind. Opening up your world and improving your well-being. For you, that might mean getting active. Being creative, learning different skills or finding new ways to reconnect with family, friends and the wider community. Take the first step and discover all the support and resources you need at openyourworld.sa.gov.au. This message brought to you by the Government of South Australia. If you love Pepper Jack Shiraz, you're going to love this. Local SA wine merchants Wine Nut have Pepper Jack for just $12.95 with free Metro delivery. Check out the pack page at Wine Nut and save. That's Wine Nut with two T's. Feel the freedom of getting back on the road and seeing where it takes you in the Lexus IS, NX, UX or RX. It's time to drive. Contact your Lexus dealer today. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, is what we say at Service Today. For emergency plumbing and electrical, no matter what size job you need, at Service Today, the answer will always be yes, we can. It's Service Today guaranteed or it's free. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes.
Yes, we can. Yes, we can is what we say at Service Today. Just call 1300 Service. The pain of osteoarthritis can really be overwhelming. It's a condition that causes inflammation in the soft tissue between your joints and getting relief is about choosing an effective anti-inflammatory, a product like Nurofen. Nurofen can help reduce the inflammation and relieve osteoarthritis flare-up pain for up to eight hours. So when your osteoarthritis flares up, don't just relieve the pain, reduce the inflammation with Nurofen. The medicine may not be right for you. Read the label before you purchase. If symptoms persist, talk to your health professional. Incorrect use could be harmful for the temporary relief of pain and inflammation. Calvary Adelaide Hospital is there when you need it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The new hospital boasts the largest private emergency department in South Australia and on-call specialists from every area on site or nearby to ensure you are treated when it's needed. Throughout this COVID-19 pandemic, Calvary Adelaide Emergency Department has implemented strict measures to ensure that your care and well-being is our number one priority. You're in safe hands at Calvary Adelaide Hospital, corner of Pulteney and Angus Street City. When Jamie from Pridal Services hears that a new inquiry for a painting project has been submitted online, he can't wait to call you back. He springs right into action and calls you back within half an hour. It's the kind of guy Jamie is, and I found it's how he runs his business. Keeping things simple, seamless and timeless, just the way you want it. Whether you have just one bedroom to do, right up to a complete house repaint. Get in touch with Jamie from Pridal Services at pridal.com.au and he'll call you back in no time. Cancer never rests, and for that reason, neither do we. Right now, our SunSmart program is helping protect and educate a generation of little Aussies. Our 131120 nurses are giving one-on-one phone support to people affected by cancer. And the funds you raise help our world-class researchers unlock more answers. And tomorrow, with your help, we'll start again. Cancer Council. Every minute, every hour, every day. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Jade Robran. Nine minutes to two o'clock and then coming up after two o'clock, we've got Dr Derek McNair joining us to answer all your pet questions. So if you've got anything that you'd like to ask our vet guru, make sure you get your questions ready and give us a call on 8223 0000. But joining me now is CEO of Zoos SA, Elaine Benstead, who has got some really exciting news to share with us. We've got uh, a new hand-raised giraffe at Adelaide Zoo. That sounds really cute. Who's the lucky person that gets that job and what's involved? Um, about seven months of incredibly hard 24-hour around-the-care um, care. Um, yes, so dear little Nolene, as she was called, was, um, her mother rejected her at Monato and so the team had to hand-raise her. She had all sorts of health issues and challenges, but she's a real fighter. Oh. Um, so yeah, bottle feeding, number one, you've got to create giraffe-style milk, which we've got some fabulous uh, um, vets and vet partners who help us do that. And then it was literally 24-hour care and bottle feeding, but she has just moved to Adelaide to join Kimia, our um, giraffe at Adelaide. And while we were closed, we managed to double the size of the, the, the giraffe exhibit here. So she's really enter- entertaining the crowds. And I must say that is one area that we just have to continually remind people about social distancing because they sort of get excited when they see her and everybody wants to rush and get the best photo spot. Oh, understandably. And has Kimia adopted Nolina as a, her own? 
She's getting there. Mm-hmm. Kimmy's a very odd giraffe. We actually, people might remember, we had planned not to keep giraffes at Adelaide Zoo and, and Kimmy was going to move to Monato, but um, had other ideas, really. She didn't want to be trained to go into the trailer. She takes a long time to get used to anything new. Okay. Nolene has no fear whatsoever and she was straight up to her and exploring the area and um, seeing them interact today, they're now sharing the browse area of the, the tree food. So they're, they're getting there. They'll be best friends very soon. And what about when you're looking after Nolina? Does she take on the human as a, as a parent or is that a relationship that takes time? Yeah, look, and we try not to do that. I mean, it's and we would never knowingly or willingly go into a hand raising of a giraffe, but uh, really had no choice yeah. because Mum Thula just simply rejected her. Um, but Nolene sort of bonded with one of the other females at Monato, and but she also quite liked people. She quite liked Eland, doesn't mind a zebra. So she's uh, very comfortable with many, many species. Sounds like <laughs> and a she's character. Certainly, uh, yeah, she is quite a character and she, she's a very, very sweet-looking look, little thing and, um, as I said, had a very rough start, but uh, thanks to the fabulous care of the, the vet and the keeping staff, uh, she's pulled through it all, so it's lovely to see her. Oh, that's really special. Now, this one is a new one that I have to admit I'm not that excited about because they freak me out, the Komodo dragon. Oh, but how could you be freaked oh. out by a, a Komodo that's called Cecilia? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, very tame then. I'm sure she's beautiful. Yeah. They're Look so prehistoric, aren't they? They're incredible Komodo they dragons. They're, they're amazing creatures. So we actually had six that we quarantined on behalf of the entire region. So they came from Prague Zoo prior to the shutdown. and They came, um, in fact, last year and had to do quite a lengthy quarantine, just like many people have now been doing. Um, the other dragons managed to leave South Australia before all the borders shut down. And we've kept Cecilia. She's in our reptile house. She's still not fully grown. Um, but where our plan is then to do an expansion and bring a male in so that we can have some breeding. So it's the first time ever that Adelaide Zoo's held Komodo dragons. And believe me, there are a lot of reptile lovers. Um, so there's quite a few people keen to see her. Oh, wow. I, that's a place, Komodo Island, that I I just, I don't know if I could go and see. I just, I find them fascinating, but from afar. <laughs> She's absolutely beautiful. She's got gorgeous colouring. Um, yeah, no. Who names them? She, she, she was named before she arrived. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh, good yeah. name. I like it. Now, Adelaide <laughs> Zoo and Monato Safari Park, they, you guys employ 250 South Australians, which is great, mm. and zoos and wildlife parks are obviously very much a part of Australia's tourism landscape, and we know that the tourism industry has been really heavily impacted in the last few months. What are you guys doing to help you know, your part and simulate the economy and the recovery? Yeah, you're so right, Jade. I mean, uh, Adelaide Zoo, we were inducted last year into the Tourism Hall of Fame uh, because we won the major tourist attraction for three years in a row. I mean, 30% of our visitors come from outside of South Australia, so we are a big part of the the, the tourism sector. I'm really pleased that the big, uh, exciting developments we've got at Monato Safari Park haven't been negatively impacted. So much else has been with COVID, but Mm. uh, our development of the new visitor centre, in fact, I've got a meeting coming up in the next hour with the architects we've lodged planning approval so that work is continuing and jerry ryan who is the um, businessman from victoria who is investing 40 million dollars to build a safari resort and wow. camping 
Um, he's obviously haven't been able to see him face to face. He was really hopeful he was going to be able to get here in this sometime this month. That's obviously not going to happen because he's based in Victoria. So we're doing all of our discussions. But again, he's full steam ahead. So um, that's fabulous. And you know that safari experience will be the largest safari experience in the world outside of Africa. Oh, and Elaine, given, that's massive news. Oh, that huge. will be stunning. And, yeah. And given what we're seeing with international tourists, I mean, who knows when people will feel comfortable, let alone are able to do travel, mm. to be able to have what will be just like an African experience, a one-hour's drive from the CBD of Adelaide. It's going to be an enormous draw card for South Australia. So we're working really closely with the Tourism Commission and all of our other partners because as soon as we've got, got the ability for people to stay overnight, then we can really do the package experiences so they can do an early morning animal safari, but then they can go and explore the wine region or explore the River Murray. There's so much to offer in that region that having that beautiful accommodation just, just creates enormous tourism packages. So, so that's the really exciting thing to look forward to. And when's that looking like it'll happen? Uh, we're aiming to have our visitor centre built by the end of next year, mm-hmm. um, and then the accommodation probably a few months after that. So around March or April 2022. Oh, that's very exciting. I've got a question here. Somebody, uh, Scott from Modbury, has texted me. Hey, Jade, can you ask Elaine why the zoo doesn't have a raptor display? Simply, look, do you know, it's really interesting, but when you look at raptors, they need really large areas, and Adelaide just simply, we've we've done some... Um, emergency health work for raptors but we really can't offer the facility to hold them well. Certainly at Monato when we open our new visitor centre we do have some plans for doing a free flight show as many people would know Adelaide Zoo's free flight show with Macaw and Galahs etc. Monato we may well be able to do something a little bit different we just haven't had the facilities to be able to do it and do it well in in a way that really has fabulous animal welfare. Elaine, thank you so much for that very interesting chat. Lots happening. Cool. Thank you. A lot's happening and I just encourage people, you know, as obviously as a conservation charity, being shut, our money comes from our visitors and being shut for three months, um, you can imagine the finances haven't uh, Absolutely. done very well. It's been, you know, having the JobKeeper support was fabulous. We had to stand down 40% of our staff. So times are pretty tough and I know our corporate partners are going to be doing sharing, you know, challenges as well. So would really encourage people to support us. Best way is come and visit, but also think about buying an annual membership because then you can come and see us as often as you like through the entire year. Great idea, and they're good gifts as well. Thank you. Elaine Benstead, the CEO of Zoos SA. And like she said earlier in the show, if you do want to visit the zoo over the weekend or these school holidays, head online, www.zoosa.com.au, and that is how they're taking bookings because they've got to keep a very tight run a tight ship there to make sure that only a 1,000 people go through the gates. Coming up.